This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Stories online. Well, I got to say this right off the bat. This next story, probably one of my favorite of this year. So you're in for a treat, okay? Ever house sit? Hmm? If you have, it kind of probably depends on the house, what the experience was like. If it's more modern, usually it's not all that spooky. If it's out in the middle of nowhere by itself, Victorian in nature, paint kind of peeling a little bit, kind of has a haunted house feel and weird things are happening, probably a little bit more unsettling. Our next story happens in the latter. Yeah, perfect setting for a haunted house. But imagine being in this situation. It's just you. You just want some peace and quiet. And you're like, all right, I'm going to enjoy this time to myself. You bring some music along, you bring some movies, and you're just, you're going to kind of veg out and just enjoy some peace. Until late at night, you get weird phone calls where the phone just keeps ringing and no one's there. Strange lights and cars appear to be coming up a drive, but there's no way for them to get to you because the storm has taken out the bridge, but they keep coming. Strange voices and noises, doors opening, closing, that are deadbolted from the inside. And it's just you. And you've agreed, I will watch your place for X amount of time. You can't be like, I'm going to go stay at the Days Inn, because there is no Days Inn. There's nowhere for you to go. You have to stay. Do you? Can you? Will they? Take a listen. This is a good story. I spent the first 18 years of my life living in a small Kansas town. Although there was little reason to stay, it was a great place to grow up and I have many fond memories of exploring the nearby woods and rivers. A lot of strange things happened in and around that town, but I'll only tell of one for now. This short story is about what I call the Burns Ranch. It was located about five miles west of town, situated at the base of a gently sloping hill, literally out of the middle of nowhere. The curving gravel road was the only way to get there, and beyond the house, the same road soon 
perturbed out into a dirty rut that faded into miles and miles of unused pasture land. The house itself was a two-story Victorian that had to have been built in the early 1900s. It was old, but wonderfully remodeled and a beauty to behold. A smaller, more modern guest house stood behind it, and an ancient barn nearby completed things. All of this had been in the Burns family for generations, handed down from one son to the other until finally Richard Burns inherited it. At the time of the story, Mr. and Mrs. Burns had a newborn baby girl and a son who was about four years younger than me. I was a family friend and while in my high school years would house sit while they were all away on business trips or vacations. This was a great gig for any teenager and I always jumped at the chance to get away from it all and spend some time alone out there. One summer, they asked me to stay at their place for a few weeks. The first week, I was to be alone as usual, but the second week, their son Robert was going to be there. Although not much younger than me, they, for some reason, wanted me to keep an eye on him. We got along well enough, so this was all fine with me. I left for the ranch one late afternoon, just as the shadows of the day were starting to bend longer towards the east. Weaving through the curves of the road and over low water bridges, I finally crested a hill made my way down to the last of the bridges, passed through a small forest, and then came out into the wide open spaces of prairie land. About 100 yards further down the road was the house. No matter how many times I went out to the ranch, I could never fully get over the creepy feeling that would wash over me the minute the house came into view. It always seemed foreboding and spooky. The place looked haunted. One corner of the house formed a rotunda in which... Robert's room was located on the second floor. As I neared the house, I could see something standing in the shadows of his room, holding the curtain back and watching me arrive. Pulling into the driveway, I saw the curtain fall back into place, swinging lightly. It seemed that someone was home, and I would not be alone that first week after all. The driveway led around the house to the back door, which everyone used when entering or exiting the house. The only time I ever saw the front door used was after dinners when we would go out to sit on the porch and watch the sunset. I locked up the car, went through the gate of the fence and yard, and knocked on the door waiting for whoever was inside to answer. When no one did, I went across the yard past the three-foot statue of the Virgin Mary and towards what amounted to a cement room that had been built into the side of the hill. It was some sort of storm shelter, and near the door I found the keys to the house, which were always hidden there behind an old painting. As I let myself into the foyer and sat my bags on a bench, I kept calling out to let my presence be known. Dead silence was my only welcome. On the right side of the entrance were the stairs that led up to the bedrooms, under the stairs and next to the bench upon which my bag sat was the door that led to the basement. Beyond that door and in front of me was the dining room, the kitchen being to its left. To the right of the dining room were the rest of the downstairs, a few sitting rooms, the library, and an entertainment room. Sure, I saw someone at the window. I began to search the house, starting with the first floor before working my way upstairs. The stairs ascended to an L-shaped hall. Just to the left were the master bedroom and bath. To the right and down the hall past another bathroom were the baby room, and a spiral staircase that led to one of the sitting rooms below. The guest room I used as well as Robert's bedroom was around the corner at the end of the L. I searched these rooms, then went down to the basement, which had been renovated into a modern living room complete with bar. I found nothing. 
perplexed, but kind of used to how weird the house could be. I went back upstairs to unpack and start to enjoy my stay. I set up my guitar and amp in the entertainment room where I planned on creating rock songs. I was sure millions would jam in years to come. The fridge was stocked, so that was not a problem, and I had brought along a ton of movies to watch on the VCR in the basement. It seemed the only thing I had to worry about was the occasional phone call and feeding the dog, which was in a pen out near the old cement shelter. No problem as far as I was concerned. I've been house-sitting here many times before, so I knew how eerie things would feel when evening came, and like I said, I just had that look of a haunted house. Not much happened that first night, and the next day I got up, fed and watered the dog, then watched a few movies before taking a short walk around the property. That evening the phone rang, and it was Mr. Burns. He wanted to know how much it had rained the night before. I knew he was out of state, so I told him it did not rain at all, but he insisted I check his rain counter, a measuring device that he had attached to a post near his mailbox. I went out, and sure enough, although it had been completely dry the last few days, there was about a few inches of water at the bottom of the thing. Went back to the phone where he was waiting on the other line and told him. He did not seem surprised and said it would probably rain that night. He told me to take care, make sure to keep the doors locked, and to not let anyone in when evening came. I liked Mr. Burns, and he was a decent guy, but some things and sometimes he talked like that, making little sense at all. Don't let anybody in at night? So I agreed to do as he said and hung up the phone. About three hours later, the evening crept up on the ranch, and with it came the first storm of the summer. This was not just a small shower, it was a torrent. It came down heavy for about 30 minutes, then calmed to a steady downpour. Suddenly the phone started ringing. I'd answer, but no one would be on the other end of the line. It rang like that all night, about three times an hour, and each time I picked up the receiver, I'd be greeted with silence. No voice, no signals, nothing. Just silence. As the rain came down, I looked out the window, down towards the road that led back to town. I saw a flicker of a light through the nearby forest and went to stand on the front porch to get a better look. Sure enough, there was someone down there. It seemed a vehicle had stopped just inside the forest at the low water bridge. Whoever it was had most likely been coming out to the ranch. So to make sure there was no trouble, I reluctantly slid on my bad weather clothes, went out to the shelter where I hung up the key, then made my way through the rain and mud down the road towards the light. The wind was howling and the rain pouring down the sh in sheets, but I could see the light shining and shimmering whenever I raised my head to see where I was going. I finally got to the curve that led to the woods and towards the low water bridge, but when I made the turn, there was nothing there. By now I was really freaked out. The bridge was flooded over and there were no tire marks on either side of it. I could clearly see the other side of the bridge and no one had been down it since well before the rain started. Probably not since I came down the day before. I checked around a few more minutes just to make sure no one happened to be there needing help and then made my way back to the ranch. The phone was ringing again as I entered, but I did not bother picking it up this time. Just let it ring. I had wet clothes to get out of and weird lights to think about. I was warming up in the kitchen a few hours later when I heard a car horn go off. A steady drizzle was coming down now, and looking out the window again, I noticed the lights near the bridge were back, this time dancing around the trees before turning up the road and coming towards the house. It was a car, and every few seconds the driver would toot the horn a few times. 
I got on my clothes, wrapped the still damp coat around me, went out the back door, this time armed with a rifle. I could see nothing past the light of the porch, so and the storm carrying the rifle and a small flashlight. I went towards the barn and down the soggy driveway. The horn was still honking. I could no longer see the road due to the tall brush in the field, so the car was invisible to me, but getting louder and louder by the moment. Everything suddenly seemed to build up. The car horn got louder. I could now see the glare of the lights growing through the brush. I found myself getting tense, pointing the now cocked rifle in the general direction of whoever was coming down that road. The horn rang out one more time. The light shined just a little brighter. I finally got to the end of the drive and went out onto the road. There was nothing there to greet me. Just a dark, wet, stormy night and a muddy road that led to a very flooded bridge. Even the rain seemed to have eased up a bit. After a few minutes of trying to figure all this out, I gave up. Covering the rifle to keep the water out of it, I trudged back towards the house for the last time that night, deciding it was safer inside than out there in the open. Nothing much happened for the rest of the evening until about 4 a.m. when I was awakened by someone pounding on the front door. This was odd. Everyone always used the back door. Nonetheless, I got out of bed, put my clothes on, went downstairs to find out what was going on. My body ached from being out in the storm the night before. I tried to hurry down the stairs and as get through the house as fast as possible, listening as the banging became more and more persistent. I had an idea that no one was going to be waiting for me on the porch when I opened the door, and I was right. Unable to sleep, I looked around a bit, brewed a large, strong pot of coffee, and sat reading until the sun poked up over the horizon. The day was bright, hot, and humid, and after a short nap, I decided to take a walk around the property. I hung the keys back inside the shelter so as not to lose them, and as I did, I got a strong urge to go into the little room and explore a bit. I have no idea why I would suddenly want to do this since there was really nothing in there, and to be honest, it was not a place I wished to be in. Still, it took a little effort to walk away from the shelter. Something told me not to enter all the way, so I just stuck my hand in quickly placed the keys behind the painting, and then I shut the heavy door. Took a long walk before going back to the low water bridge. I shut the barn door, which had come open during the previous evening's storms, then made my way to the top of the hill behind the house. From here, I got a great view of everything for miles and miles. I sat up there for some time, then went to the river. The bridge was still flooded, but not as bad as before. No evidence of tire marks, no evidence of whatsoever of anyone being there before except for what tracks I had made. I still had no idea as to what had happened the night before. I would have thought it was all a prank, but the storm was a bad one, and besides, the bridge had been out. I went back to the ranch, and the first thing I noticed was that the barn door was open again. Already on edge, I peered inside, then closed the door, placing a large rock in front of it. Later that afternoon, while working out a few songs on my guitar, I kept getting an extraordinarily strong feeling of someone standing right behind me. No matter where I would sit, the feeling was always there. Growing tired of it, I stopped what I was doing, and I said aloud, Stop it! I'm trying to do something here! No sooner has I said this, the feeling stopped. It came back whenever I'd start to practice my music, but went away when I told it to. The next day, I was upstairs going through some things when I heard very loudly someone downstairs yell out, Hey! 
startled me at first, but then I thought it might be the family coming home early. So I put up what I was doing and went down to find an empty house. The rest of my time there alone was uneventful except for a lot of weird feelings. The library for some reason spooked me as did the shelter. I refused to use the spiral staircase located next to the baby room. I was somewhat nervous the whole time and took my long walks. Once, while sitting at the top of the hill, I saw a car coming towards the ranch. It passed through the forest and made it over the bridge. I was a little relieved. Robert had finally showed up. Robert's grandmother had brought him back from a summer camp he had attended, and after we finally said our goodbyes, I sat on the porch with him, listening to the various stories he had to tell and looking through the photos he had brought back. I was reluctant to mention my own tales, but it did not matter. Robert had grown up in that house. He knew something weird had happened to me while I was alone there. We spent the next few days enjoying the good weather. We hiked, explored the valleys, forests along the road, and went on drives that took us to places we had never been before. One night, just as the sun was setting, Robert finally asked me how my stay had been. I did not hesitate in telling him some of the odd things that happened. And he reaffirmed some of them with his own stories. It seems he too was drawn towards the cement shelter where the keys were hidden. The only difference was that he had gone inside, the heavy door slamming shut, locking him in. It was some time before he was able to push the thing open and get out. He said that the Virgin Mary statue had been moved so it was facing the doorway as if watching his struggle. He was as confused as I concerning the lights at the bridge and the mystery car, but he did mention seeing a lady come down the spiral staircase I was so afraid of. She came down, glared at him for a moment, and then walked back up. Robert never found out who she was, but felt that she was not nice. He also told me of dreams dreams that he's had about the library. They were vivid and scary and involved the closet. He had just recently discovered that a relative had been born in that room years ago and had died in there as well. Above each bedroom door was a small window and Robert said one early morning he woke up seeing the shadow of someone come down the hall and stand in front of his slightly open door. The person stood there for some time before Robert called out thinking it was his father. When he got no reply, Robert screamed for his parents, and as they turned the corner in the hall, the shadow disappeared. That explained why I always felt watched whenever I tried to sleep in the guest room across the hall. As for Robert's room, I only went in there to get a CD now and then. I never felt comfortable in there ever since I saw someone looking out the window at me as I came up to the house that first day. Towards the end of my stay, Robert and I settled down one evening in the basement. We had movies to watch and were set for the night. There was a small bathroom between the foyer and the kitchen. It was an old-fashioned toilet that had a string you pulled when you wanted to flush it. The thing was loud, and as we sat downstairs watching our second movie, we could hear it flushing. We inspected it before finally turning off the water and returning to our movies. Around 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, we were in that zombie state just before sleep comes. Suddenly, we heard the back door slam shut. Wide awake now, we grabbed a few rifles that we had brought down the basement with us and listened. From right above us, we heard the unmistakable sound of boots shuffling across the foyer floor. They slowly came towards the basement door and stopped. Then, we heard the door creak open. I admit I finally came to understand the term shaking like a leaf, but Robert was not much braver. We were too scared to even try and pretend to be cool. 
For a moment, there was nothing, and then whoever was above us came walking down the stairs. We could hear someone brush against the coats that hung on pegs along the wall. We could hear the firm, deliberate sound of boots contacting the wrapped boards or the warp boards that were on the steps. The stairway going down into the basement was hidden behind a wall so that anyone who came down could not be seen until they reached the bottom. The third stair from the bottom always made a horrible squeaking noise, and when we heard that we raised our rifles and waited and waited. Finally, when no one came into view, I told whoever was there that we were armed and to leave. There was no sound at all. Eventually, we gained a little courage and slowly peeked around the wall and up the stairway. No one was there. The door was shut. I was beyond scared at this point, and after going throughout the house and checking the doors and windows, we spent the rest of the night in the dining room talking about what had happened. To this day, I'm unsure what to think. We heard without a doubt the back door open and slam shut. We checked that the key was still in the lock and the door was still bolted from the inside. Robert left the next day to go spend a few days at a friend's home. He was not surprised when I told him I was asking another friend of mine to come out and stay with me on my final night there. That night was quiet except for the usual strange feelings. Even my friend mentioned it and left early the next morning. Rather than spend another day there alone waiting for Mr. and Mrs. Burns to return, I wrote a note telling them I had to leave early to run a few errands, placing it on the kitchen table. I packed up all the things, made sure the house was cleaned up, and then locked the door. A sudden sense of urgency came over me as I walked to the shelter, put the extra key. I came close to just tossing it in the room, and my struggle to hurry, but managed somehow to put it back in its proper place on the hook. As I walked to the car, I noticed the barn door was open again, and although I tried to ignore it, I ended up going over and shutting it. The big rock I'd put in front of it earlier was gone. No one ever said anything about me leaving earlier, asked me how my stay was. Mrs. Burns would often laugh at the idea that her house could ever be haunted, but sometimes I think that laughter was a little forced. As for Mr. Burns, when I asked him how he knew it would rain that evening, I checked the level of the water in his gauge. He looked at me puzzled and swore he never even called me during that trip. I still do not know what to make of that place. Like I said, lots of strange things happened in and around the small town I grew up in, and that was just one of them. This Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcast right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.